step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. We'll be joined in just a second by uh, Matt Stinchcomb. College football analyst, been doing it for a while. Good to see you, Matt, sitting down with us. Um... It's always good to catch up with you, man, because, one, we love getting your, your thoughts and takes on football, but also the stuff you do off the field with, with the with the Allstate and the Good Works team. So good to see you, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Always good to see you, too. Always under these auspices, right? <laughs> yes. Everybody's exactly. undefeated. National oh, championship yeah. hopes abound. I will say, though, I do like – I like that, you know, when, when we saw the attendee list came out this year for, for SEC Media Days, I was like – all right, we got some star power. We got some juice. Like, I think it speaks well to the conference that we got a lot of stars coming to the media, hey man, media days this year. In the SEC, we don't hide our stars, right? <laughs> we don't care if you're freshmen or sophomores or whatever. If you can play, you come to SEC media days, right? This is a high-pressure conference. If you can't handle Radio Row, right. then how are you going to handle 94,000 or whatever it is with a conference or division championship on the line? You're not going to, right? This, these are just microphones. Nobody's going to hit anybody in the mouth here today. <laughs> you I might, don't think. Maybe. Yeah, it might happen. Yeah. Uh, you bring up a good point, though, because, I mean, I cover some of the NFL, and it's always interesting to see some of those SEC guys, when they get to the NFL, they're so trained. To, you know, they're already good to go to talk with the media and that sort of thing because they got those skills early on here. Yeah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, this is just talk. Right. And uh, are, are we really <laughs> that worried about In today's age, honestly – this whole bulletin board material mm-hmm. phenomenon, that's toast. Yeah. Right? You don't have to slip up with a reporter anymore for your opinions or comments to be made known. Yeah. You're, you're a tweet away, and, and that's good and bad. Um, I think most often probably a bit more bad than good for, from, for these purposes anyway. But if you're frustrated, if you're a player that doesn't like what another player said or somebody popped off on social media – then you can make that known immediately. So insulating guys from microphones and professional media personalities, I don't really know what you're trying to accomplish. If the kid has a smartphone, he can get that (laughs) comment out anyway. I think it was last year before the LSU-Alabama game. I think one of the LSU players said something, and somebody said, oh, Alabama's going to use this as bulletin board material. I'm going... You don't need. When have they ever needed bulletin? But like now, oh, now Alabama's really going to try try hard. Like, and think about that, right? I mean, if you just think about that alone, the only time that you need bulletin board material is when you're playing teams that would never give you bulletin board right. material. Exactly. Right? They just wouldn't dream of it. Like Toledo playing Georgia and Toledo mouths popping off. off. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, okay, now just, we're going to crush you. Yeah. Exactly. And it just you know last year. I think uh, Debo Samuel said uh, to DeAndre Baker, they asked him about Baker, and he said, who? <laughs> and, you know, it's just kind of a it's just kind of a thing. Did DeAndre Baker play harder that game? Right, I mean, exactly. they'll say, oh, he got a pick six. Well, he really was – it was a deflected <laughs> pass. I mean, it wasn't like, uh, oh, you know, DeAndre's going to play extra hard now because Debo said who. Yeah. It's just kind of stupid. <laughs> um We'll get to the, the uh, All-State uh, Good Works team in a sec, but just real quick, a thought on uh, on LSU. A lot of hype coming into the season. Very 
role reversal from last year where it was, oh, Coach O's on the hot seat, Who's, is, when's he going to be fired, to now this year higher expectations, schedule sets up well for them. Thoughts on uh, LSU this season? Yeah, you know, I think you know the West is always crowded. I think Texas A&M makes it worse. Uh, you know, I think Texas A&M is poised. I think they're you know the engines are running. They are on the launch pad, um, and because of that, you know, I view Texas A&M as kind of the next big program. I think that that's going to be the next uh, the contending, perennial contending type of a program under Jimbo Fisher. That said, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk, uh, a lot of speculation, a lot of hope around this passing game coordinator, Coach Brand, coming out of New Orleans, and why not? I mean, you look, you, you cut your teeth under Sean Payton, you work with Drew Brees, um, and the fact that you are coming or derivative of the uh, Joe Moorhead RPO systems, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Moorhead, the, obviously the former offensive coordinator at Penn State, now head coach at Mississippi State, and widely held to be a, a pioneer of sorts, certainly a, a – a forward-thinking uh, mind when it comes to the RPO uh, evolution, if you will, in, in, in college football. That's got to be exciting for LSU fans. Um, what does it look like on the field? Your offense is largely intact. Yep. You, know, you get your players back. you got skill positions that are largely intact. Your front um, looks formidable and probably could be better than it was a season ago. Um, you know, you don't replace a Devin White. Right. But you got players there, hey, Grant, right? Grant Delpit seems even more versatile in that you can move him anywhere in that secondary. He's uh, he's one of my favorite players, Grant Delpit. You're talking about the best defensive secondary in the country, and I think one of, if not the best defensive coordinator in Dave Aranda. I mean, what else are you looking for? Don't get greedy. Joe Burrows, I think, is a guy that last year, a bit of a wild card. To call him a gamer is doing him a disservice, mm-hmm. um, but he's a gamer. I mean that. In the shot he took in that con- bowl game and bounced right back up. Coach O said, well, "I was ready. Man, I was ready to put the back up." And he goes, "No, I'm good." He's he's. We did the Texas A&M game. To me, Joe Burrows, he single-handedly kept LSU in that football sure. game. Sure. Third down scrambles and conversions. That was his. It was a Joe Burrows. His show. best game. I mean, everybody will remember. Okay, they lost, but no. I mean, you're absolutely right. Joe Burrow put on a clinic that day. It was unbelievable, and it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a clean game. There was nothing pristine about his performance. It was just, I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes for us to win this game. Mm-hmm. And he just ran out of juice, right? I mean, the guy can only do so much. The big boys ran out of juice. Did you get hungry during that game? Are you? No. <laughs> As it's going on Actually, overtime, not are you like, God, how long has this game been going on? What do you think I'm doing during commercial breaks, man? <laughs> Sucking down hot dogs. Once it got to the fifth overtime, I mean, I'm an LSU alum. Once it got to the fifth overtime, I was like, just end it. I don't care who wins. Just somebody end this game, please. Like, I can't take any more of this. There, 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 is, there is this kind of point where it pivots, where you're either going, look, I'm ready for it to be over, to the point where you're like, ah, screw it. Let's just keep playing. Right. <laughs> and, you know, of course, we got a new rule now because of that game, yeah. the fifth overtime, where you, uh, you will then go to alternating two-point conversion tries. And there's a break, I think, after the third overtime, which all oh, that's smart. you got to protect the student-athletes. And at some point in time, you have to think, especially these big bodies, these guys have played a lot of snaps. Yeah. Effectively, not effectively, they did. That overtime period, the seven overtimes, was like another half of football. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of football to play in one setting. There were a couple close calls in that game. I mean, a, lot, a lot of LSU fans said after the game, oh, we got cheated and all this. There were a couple close games, close calls that went the way of A&M, but I kind of expect that in the SEC. As long as it's going to be that the home team is going to get the benefit of the doubt more often than not, I'm fine with that. I- you know, I, I see it differently in that when you play that many snaps, 
there's going to be close calls. Yeah. You know, you, you played effectively. I think there was like 150-something offensive <laughs> snaps for each or something obscene. <laughs> there's going to be some close calls. But then the other p- part of it, too, is it's like, you know, I'm trying to think of a time where, and they've tried to prove home team bias and all mm-hmm. this other. Look, these are humans, right, the officials. Yeah. If anything, uh, their only motivation would be to get out of there. Let's just end this thing. Yeah. LSU, you want to win it right here? Right. I'll give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, right? But it, So, if anything, I would be interested to see if there was some scientific way to evaluate if there was bias in those overtime periods. The bias should be towards the team that was ahead and was either on offense, if the offense, so if the first possessor of the ball uh, had scored, mm-hmm. then the bias should be against the next team, right? Yeah. The, whoever Keep it is is taking possession second. Yeah. And if the first team didn't score and it remains tied, you have to be pulling for the second possessor of the football so you can get the heck out of there. Right. But otherwise, what is a ref? What would those officials care? Right. At that point in time, <laughs> or, or really at any point in time, I, I just I have a hard time uh, conceiving of, of of even home field bias. Um, if anything, when do you hear when do you hear fans emote? in a game towards the officials. It's never positive. Right. <laughs> right? Great call. Good call. Yeah. No, they're, they're always – and so, if anything, if you go into it, if that bias exists, it should exist. These officials aren't stupid. They know who the home team is and where the game's being played. <laughs> so, when and if ever should there be a contested call where the fans are less than pleased? Right. The only one I had was the Mond. Obviously, you know, he, the ball hits the ground. He picks it up and, and throws the pick. The intent there is he's not trying to down the ball. But it's we go back and review. Oh, his knee touched as he's touching the ball, and so therefore it's and and I get letter of the law, the rule. But in my mind, it's like that's not what he's intending to do. He's trying to get the ball and throw it away. So we, you rewarded him for a mistake, is what I, is, is what I look at. It happens way. all the time. I know. <laughs> happens all the time, man. Things were oh, what's that? You jumped offside. Right. Oh, it's an illegal formation. No, <laughs> no, nobody. Yeah, nobody throws. Uh, nobody downs the ball in that situation on purpose. Right. Uh, college football analyst uh, Matt Stinchcomb joins us, and um, I know you, you. This is a great um, thing that you do, working with Allstate every year, uh, and the Good Works team. And I know you guys just announced uh, a lot of the guys who are going to be on this team. Talk a little bit about what you what you do with Allstate every year. Yeah, this is the, it's the National Good Works team, the American Football Coaches Association that founded this team, and Allstate partnered with them. Gosh, twenty seven years ago, I want to say now, they've done a great job of increasing the profile of this recognition. And the whole point is. There's going to be tons of All-Americans always coming out of this conference. There's going to be probably as many, if not more, and often is more, entrance into the NFL, high draft picks. Guys are going to play on Sundays. There's great football that's played in the SEC. What outstrips even that is the number of great kids that are playing football in the SEC. And by that, I mean, yeah, they're good football players. There are the Jake Fromms, the Derek Browns, uh, the Trey Smiths at Tennessee, the Landon Youngs. Guys that are going to be all-conference at the end of the season. Guys that... uh, most likely will be, if not All-American, first-day draft picks, maybe top ten picks if you're talking about a Derek Brown. People are even saying Jake Fromm. And that's not what this is about. It dismisses all of that. It's incidental to the fact that they're, that they're playing college football. What is uh, the central issue here is what are they doing with that platform? Are they taking advantage of the fact that, hey, because you play college football in the Southeastern Conference, when you walk into a sick kid's hospital room, that means something. Yeah. That kid doesn't care if you're the backup quarterback or the holder. If you're wearing an LSU jersey and you walk into a children's hospital, 
or a uh, assisted living home, or you step foot onto a Habitat for Humanity build site, or you start a charity, or you attend a fundraiser, or a golf tournament, and the list goes on and on and on, then it means something. There's a ripple effect there. Whether there should be or not, there is, especially in this part of the country. So are you using that? And are you using it in a positive way? And these guys are. And they're taking it and using it in ways that each year it only grows in magnitude. It's hard to pick only 11 guys from the FBS. Yeah. We had 137 nominees. 12 of them come from the Southeastern Conference. And they are all incredibly compelling stories. For sure, there'll be three. At least, I, I would guess, and I'm on the selection committee, I'm only one of many votes. I'll be shocked if there aren't at least three players from the SEC that are on the National Good Works team, and I think that just speaks volumes to the quality of this conference. Yeah, and Blake Ferguson, a guy I know, comes from a line of family of long snappers that have come through LSU, and um, yeah, Blake's a good a good kid, and awesome to see these guys. Like you talk, I mean, there's so much they balance from being a student athlete, going to class, doing all the coursework and all that practice football games all that and still finding time to get back balance is that's the word that's a great word choice where how are they able to do it where you're sitting there you wake up in the morning what do you got well i blew my shoulder out uh i gotta lift weights i got two exams and it's a tuesday practice so they're gonna just i'm gonna go jump face first into a wood chipper this afternoon (laughs) and also i'm gonna figure out a way to get over to some elementary school somewhere i'm gonna read books to kids yeah it's um and they're doing way more than that. But they, uh, these guys get it. They're wringing every ounce of this opportunity that they can possibly uh, do. That's awesome. Matt Stinchcomb, one more for you. What's, uh, how's your brother doing? What's John up to? John's doing well. He, um, he's still doing preseason games for the Saints. Um, he's uh, dabbling in real estate. He's got a nonprofit that puts uh, uh, character development coaches in public schools. I think they're in. 18 schools now, three different states. Um, so he's doing a lot of good. He's doing great. I appreciate you asking. Get doing some outdoor stuff still? or? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, let's see. He went to the Blasting Cast um, a couple weeks ago in um, down there in Louisiana. I haven't been able to go with him yet, but he still has a good time. And, um, uh, yeah, he's he's still puttering around out there. <laughs> and you still find enough time to get out there um, uh, fishing sometimes or what? Yeah, yeah, going fishing um, uh, next week, leave Sunday, and go uh, go fly fishing for a little while. Wow, that's way harder. I can't fly fish. Not where we're going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> John Stitchcomb, again, uh, working with the uh, Allstate AFCA Good Works team. Uh, always good to catch up with you, man. Thanks so much for that. Awesome. Time. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back here from SEC Media. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.